0: Welcome, I am Hannah, intuitive healer and life purpose mentor, self-made millionaire, and my purpose is to awaken the consciousness of humanity. I help you heal your trauma, deepen your psychic abilities and live your life purpose on purpose. I am here to remind you who you are. It is time to remember who you are at your core of your innate power and stand up to live that that spell of unconsciousness is breaking the curse is lifted and humanity is remembering in global mass awakening the day isn't coming it's already here we are living it let's begin welcome this is hannah from reality awareness i am so excited to now be releasing my episode two on my heart speak podcast so welcome it has been a bit of a space in time since the last one. And I knew that there would be intuitive timing. So here we are. So the, and so much has happened that, you know, I'm hoping that I can still capture the, the really important pieces because once that double bind wound shifted, it's like everything changed. Of course, as expected and should happen after we release a wound, yeah? And so the double bind wound released and what then surfaced was this overwhelming sense of guilt. Like, and it wasn't like, it was just like I was swamped in it. Like in my whole aura, I just felt guilty and it wasn't like specific guilt around this or this or this or that one thing. It was just like, I just felt guilty and I was like, what? what is this? And as we know, when we are healing guilt, like we feel, um, sorry, when we are healing something, we feel the emotion fully. So it's not like we're suppressing it. Like we're walking through that emotion. Hence why I was feeling the guilt. And I was, I was conscious of that. I was like, what is this? Now, if we look at the layers of that double bind wound, that I spoke about in, um episode one, you know, it was sort of like, was it my guilt, was it this, was it that, you know, and there was a placement where I felt like, you know, part of, I was carrying part of my dad's guilt for leaving and, you know, in like the relationship and the dynamics that we have that have played out, you know, since he left, so to speak, you know, and as a teenager and as I grew up and, you know, still today, you know, in different dynamics, it was really intriguing to see through the guilt of like, the way our relationship has played out you know from the guilt of him feeling guilt from leaving and then you know dealing with that right so it wasn't just with dad, but it was just this overwhelming sense of guilt. And I just sort of, you know, let it run its course, you know, because when we're feeling emotions or we're healing, it's like, there's no fast track to healing. There's no quick fix pill. There's no here, press a button, it's done. Like, you know, it's like, it's, there's an unraveling. There's always an integration period, whether you've taken a plant ceremony or you're just doing healing, like with a wound clearing or what, there's always an integration process, right? And, and probably that's why there's been a bit of time since my episode one was released, because now I'm talking, you know, about I guess the fallout of the releasing of the wound or um, the integration of it, if you want to put it in a better way. So I've got my notes here. Let's have a look. So the guilt that was holding me back, um, and it it felt like you know, it felt like the guilt was always like, oh, and I think I even shared it in episode one where you know, I was like conscious of judging myself. Like I'd say something and then I'd be like, oh, but you know, and sort of shut myself down. And so again, it was like this speaking, but not feeling confident to speak. And, and the guilt I think plays into that. And so once the double bind wound released and there was like the guilt releasing, I was like, I don't feel the need to explain why I'm talking about something I'm talking about or apologize for it or, you know, and I've always been really good at just voicing my heart and sharing everything. And then, you know, these sort of compiling traumas over the last few years that I spoke a lot about in episode one, you know, it sort of of covered me up, if you may. And so now the double bind wound, which is like the core of where it began, right? Now that double bind wound was released, it, it all has dissipated. So the guilt you know, was sitting there for whatever reason now, did the guilt, was the guilt what the original core wound and then on top of that was the other double binding wound, right? If we look at it like that, in essence of, you know, when we we heal a wound... Or we take out a yang imprint, yeah, and I teach this in my trust intuition course. When we remove a yang imprint, so a yang imprint is like an invasion, yeah, it feels yuck, it's gross, it's like, you know, what I mean? like you just feel sick, like nauseous, like, but it's an energetic, nauseous, like what's a it's a yang wound, it's a penetrating masculine yang wound. When you release a yang, a yang wound, underneath is a is a yin wound, and it's really important when you're dealing with traumas and wounds sorry just checking the microphone um that if a yang wound is released there's a yin wound that attracted it like a magnet underneath and it's so important to clear that as well and i feel like the guilt in essence was a piece of that like say for example i'll just use the um story of my parents divorce as an example like you know dad left and so it's like it's it's an abandonment it's a yin it's an empty hole and the guilt sort of is sitting there because of it right and then it's like because the guilt is a certain vibration and it then attracts that double bind of like, you know, encapsulated if you may. A Little bit tricky to describe, but it's a feeling, yeah? So with the double bind wound released, it's like the guilt was like running through my system. I let it run its course. And in the time of it releasing, it was like all these things that I'd done to suppress myself or all the things that the trauma over the last 10 years or 15 years or whatever it's been, of like the little chipping aways and the little pile up of scar layers that I call them, you know, and what was really interesting is, since the double bind wound has shifted, I've attracted a new circle of friends, which I'm freaking celebrating, it's fully in alignment and reminding me who I am. Now, my current friends, long-term friends, also remind me who I am, but for some reason, this new group of friends has brought in it's like I get it now I'm like oh they're reminding me who I am but when I look at my other friends <laughs> my long-term friends they also do but I didn't I didn't get it with them or I didn't I didn't come back to myself with them and it's not on that it's just like maybe I just wasn't ready or the double bind wound had to be released or and a specific you know example of this is with the food um and when I was you know like when I had my spiritual awakening in 2005 and I quit drugs and everything I also went vegan or well, vegetarian vegan um quit drugs quit alcohol for two years um wasn't a big drinker anyway but um and went vegan vegetarian and then over the years I got more into like strict organic and really like super strict and You know, and by the time I reached the age where I was pregnant with my daughter, I was like full vegan, sorry, vegan, organic, like anal strict about it all. I'm very judgmental to people who weren't, right? I think we've all been there when we switch and then we're like really judgmental to people like, why do you eat like that? And it's just a whole other thing, right? Let me know if you've been there, done that or you see it in the community. Yeah. you can apply that to any community by the way it's not just the vegan community but anyway so I was really strict when I was pregnant I needed meat like my body just needed meat and I just you know trust it but it still was very it was all organic everything had to be organic right I was very very anal with it back then and then when I had my daughter I was like everything was still organic I was so strict I'd like cook up big stews and make make own baby food like you know all like the whole you get it Anyway, um, as time went on and then it became quite a bit harder, like I think one of the biggest sticking points, it was a trauma wound releasing. And so when the guilt released, sorry, when the double bind released and through the guilt stuff coming out, because, okay, I'll stay where I am. Um, I forgot, I forgot that when I was with my daughter's father, and you know he went he said you know go food shopping he went to work whatever I came home and I'd spent I don't know I can't remember it's a long time ago but maybe it was like $300 I spent $300 at the organic shop very easy to do um, bulk food store you know stocked up and he got home and he absolutely lost his shit because he couldn't understand where I spent the money like just on that food that he didn't eat nuts and seeds for example right let's just say it like that and And huge like biggest deal ever big you know big blow up about it and I just shut down like and and I didn't realize at the time I shut down but it changed the trajectory of what I ate um, what I bought Um, I didn't care so much for organic anymore like I did and I didn't but it was that that was the like main trauma point if you may in the timeline and and I remember like It was like a really big deal and then you know so I was always on edge and in trepidation around like you know am I gonna buy the right thing or you know it was like you know in that sort of relationship so um, anyway we weren't together for too long because I said I wasn't gonna live in that and I didn't and I haven't for the past 15 years so but it was interesting when the double bind wound came off and the guilt and I was walking through the guilt and the new friendships that have come in, very organic, very not like anal, well, anal strict in a way of like just, just naturally, who they are, and and I, and I love it. And it's been reminding me. I'm like, oh, this is what I used to do. This is what I used to believe in. This is like I forgot who I was, and when I traced it back, it came back to that moment when. I had bought the normal food that you'd buy and eat from the organic shop and that's where it shut me down. And it was really interesting because a couple of years later from that point, um, I also, you know, had a car from him and it it was a lock hold over me and there was one day that I just had had enough and I said to myself, this is enough and I drove the car to his place when he was at work and... With my daughter, she was still in a babysitter at the time. She was very young and I left the car at the front of his house. I ordered a taxi at the same time. Um, I don't know if Uber was a thing back then, 15 years ago, was that? Anyway, <laughs> um, ordered a taxi to meet me there at the same time, took the babysitter out, put it in the taxi, um, hid the keys for him, sent him a message, let him know it was there. Of course he couldn't believe it and tried to give it back and it's a whole other story. But at the same time it was a thing I didn't want anything held over me anymore. So just like I'm not doing this. Like and I went without a car for 12 months. I was willing to do whatever I had to do to take back my power, to get on my path, to just, you know, and that meant we didn't have a car. I was very lucky we lived, not like I do today, out in the middle of nowhere. But at the time we lived in suburbia, right behind shops, close to the beach close to the main road where the buses were like we we were we were taken care of right like I could do it and my daughter was in a pram and it was hard it was probably the hardest 12 months of my life probably had a lot of 12 hard hard years as we do and at that point it was really challenging to catch the bus everywhere you know catch the bus um with groceries and (laughs) you get it but I was willing to do whatever I had to do to take my power back 12 months after that I end up getting my own car through all these other synchronistic events but anyway for whatever reason I needed to share that part of the story but um, this guilt that I was have been walking through and was releasing came back to that period in time where and the food right because the food for me especially being out here has been really tricky Um, going from suburbia to living out in country lifestyle is a very it's a lifestyle change Um, there's no convenience of shops around the corner if you forget something you can't just stop down drop you know drop down jot down the car whatever you get it go to the shop you know you can't just jump in the car and go down or walk around the corner or something it's like a 20 minute 25 minute drive minimum 45 to a decent shop like you know it's So it was a huge adjustment, right? And obviously, food-wise, now having a teenage daughter to, you know, (laughs) cook for, have food around, you know, and learning to buy in bulk because when you have to drive that far to do a food shop, you don't do it every couple of days. So it was a huge adjustment and, you know, and then I've just been still buying whatever because... Anyone who has children knows that the way they eat in the age developmental years is really, I want to say challenging and changes dramatically from when they're obviously a baby to a toddler, but then at seven and then they only eat like, um, mono foods and then they're really fussy. And then all of a sudden at a teenager, they just come out to try everything in the world. And it's part of the age developmental, um, learning. And so that's been challenging living out here and, Anyway, so the food's been always a big deal for me Um, and I think as well because as a child in the generational era that I grew up, food was a way that is showing love and care and obviously physical needs being met but it was a way of being shown love and so with those sort of I want to say traumatized or generational traumatized not always bad but there's a there's a bit of a lock hold on the food aspect with it as well and breaking generational ties from the way I was raised with food to not pass them on to my daughter and so anyway the food has been a big deal Okay. Where am I going? So I'm talking about food. Let's have a look. So it's 11:11. <laughs> so look at my phone to like, check where I'm at with covering what I need to. So important, important pieces. Oh yeah. Okay. So they're organic food. So that's, that's where I was going with the food. So meeting, so with the double bind wound lifting, new beautiful group of friends has come in. So it's amazing, right? When we're releasing and I see the double bind wound as like the concrete walls around my heart as well. Like it's not, but to let life in, the double bind wound feels like the concrete walls. Like I I feel like I've opened my heart again and that's a really big deal. Like, you know, it's been, I think it's been about six weeks since I've released this, my first podcast and now filming this one. And so it's been about six weeks of integration, if you may. And it's like, I feel like between now, from when I filmed my first episode and now, like my heart is opened. Like I feel myself again. Um, If you've been following me online, you'll see that I've been sharing my heart again. I've been writing blogs like I used to. Like that's a really big shift. That's a really big deal to me to, you know, step into a, a level of power and confidence and reclaiming my fully wild and free spirit. It's just, it's how I built a million dollar business by being me. I'm covered in goosebumps because the wild spirit formula has channeled through in the last few days and I'm covered in goosebumps. I'm like, this is who I am. Like, it's like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I've fully healed. And of course there's always layers. Okay. I'm not saying like, I didn't need to do any more personal development work. I'm I'm good now. (laughs) Watch out for those people. There's always layers, but it gets to a point where there's longer and longer and gap longer and longer gaps in between stuff coming up. If you made, you know what I mean. It's not like it's just stuff all the time. So it's a lot more peace (laughs) and space and joy, and you know we start to learn through joy instead of pain and all those jazz. So. I feel like I've come to a place where like, if I can fully be my fully wild, free spirit, open-hearted, positive, like this is who the fuck I am, this is who I was, this is who I was before the trauma and now I've come back with stronger discernment, with more like, wild and free essence of like this is how I build my million dollar business this is who I am this is how I share this is how the world needs to be so to speak in a way of like when we've been through trauma we fucking lose that we lose our wild free spirit you know it's anyway if you I I created a short video to see if wild spirit formula is for you so if you're resonating and getting the goosebumps like I am as I'm speaking about that energy um, just comment wild spirit below and I'll send you the short video so you can see if it's a match for you okay so the organic food so yeah as I said like the double bind wound and Traveling the guilt, so, so my, like I said, the double bind wound was lifted, the guilt was sitting underneath it, and I just let that be, and you know, we walk through it, we feel it to walk through, and then, I don't know, maybe it took a couple of days, maybe three weeks, I don't know, it, you know, it was like, just conscious of it, and like, well, why am I guilty, or like, couldn't pinpoint it, and then it was generational, and all the things, yeah, so, with that releasing, the concrete walls have gone from my heart, my heart is open again and these beautiful friendships have come back in, reminding me who I was. The food core wounding being released and I'm like, I actually value eating organic foods. Now I don't think I spoke about this in episode one, but um, I think it was just before Christmas or something when I started to wake up out of the double bind wound and stuff that happened. Um, and it being released, I, I kept waking up in the morning, you know, in that first, you know, as, as soon as I wake up, like that first time in the morning is so sacred to me because I receive a lot of information, a lot of like, you know, intuition about what to do in my life, my business, the, next, the guidance of the next steps, all those things, really sacred time. Do not get on your phone at that time. And I kept waking up, well, I woke up this one particular morning because I kept feeling off and I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, and this is before all the clarity came, of course, and before I even recorded my first episode. And I kept hearing like cognizant, cognitive dissonance. I can't remember if I spoke about this the first episode, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's important at this minute. Cognizant dissonance? Cognitive dissonance. And it was like cognitive, like over and over and over. And I was like, I I know what that means, but I didn't, you know, like, I'm like, I know that and I Googled it and it was like, basically when what you're saying is out of alignment with what you're doing, right? You know, the right thing to do, but you're not actually doing it. You're going against what you know is right for you you you're not following through with what's important to you you're not living in alignment with your values like really in essence that that's ultimately what it is and like when that, i you know googled the meaning of it i was like oh, oh, God, oh that makes so much sense and I, deep down i knew i was doing that but it was obviously the timing of the double bind wound releasing and you know all those things you know unraveling and i was like okay and so then that's when you know when i understood that and i got that message and then i started you know from that point i was like well what it what is in alignment with my heart what what is it that i value you know and it was like all these things that i just lived in this wild free spirit that i open-hearted positive create magic like this is my life like there were so many pieces that i had shut down And I didn't even know because of all the relationships around me that kept capturing my light or, you know, and yes, I'm not blaming in essence that like that was up to me to take my power back and leave. But, you know, and I've been questioning, revisiting this recently. I'm like, why did I stay as long as I did? Why did I, you know, do that? And, you know, a lot of it is because, I loved them or they loved me or I felt love with them. And I was like, how can somebody who loves me be saying that to me? And I just, like, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't quite get it. It was the same as like what happened in the double bind wound when my ex left, right? I was like, why is he saying this? Like, why? You know, I was like, I couldn't quite understand it. So the organic food. So what was really interesting is that these beautiful friendships that have come around now were showing me that, I used to always eat organic, like everything would be organic and I sort of had popped that out the window and I think it was a combination of the trauma from going shopping and buying the wrong foods at the organic shop and then also the next layer of giving the car back and having not able to drive to the organic shop and only having non-organic shops around me. Of course, they have little organic sections, but it's not like going to an organic shop, right? And I just, and also financially at that time, I was like, you know what? I just need to like give up everything. It was like making a sacrifice to, because it was at that point, um, not long after that point, when I gave the car back, that I really started focusing on building reality awareness. Now I wasn't fully online then was probably about three years, two years, two years before I got online with Reality Awareness, but I was really starting to do other pieces that really led me into the online with Reality Awareness. And so it was about two years where I was just like, you know what, I'm willing to give up everything, my car, organic foods. I'm willing to sacrifice everything to where I can build my business and not rely on anybody, um, like financially or, you know, with whatever so that i can be free like and but it was at those times that i was willing to sacrifice everything i had so you know so to speak and i built reality awareness from scratch like properly focused on it like i'd been doing reality awareness since 2005 but then it was like 2014 where i was like you know sort of just dabbling if you may i wasn't really being serious and then it was at that 2014 2013 2014 where i really 2012 actually. So it was about four years before I went online. Now the date's coming back to me. And it was like, that's when I really started getting serious about building my business. And, you know, it was like that four years from 2012 to coming online in 2016, fumbling around and, but I gave up everything. And so this release of this double bind wound is like releasing all of the traumas that, pulled me to that point where I started taking, building reality awareness more seriously. And then all the like loss of the family and friendships and everything along the way, whilst the more I built my business, it seemed the more I lost. Right. But I, one thing that I never gave up on was reality awareness was my business. Like this is my purpose and your purpose is your life. It's not, an overnight quick fix it's your life purpose it's your life journey it's like you are your purpose and your purpose is your heart and it's sharing you as a person everything you've been through has significance to some part of your purpose and what you're here to do to help people your knowledge your wisdom your experience the whole thing right so this double bind wound and going through the guilt and these beautiful friendships reflecting to me. And and what was interesting, I was just like, Oh my God. And like something clicked because it's like I knew all along about the organic, but it was like I kept buying normal food because I was still in sacrifice mode from all the way back then. And isn't it interesting, right? When we have a trauma from back in our timeline, we'll usually keep living it until yes, we heal the trauma. But once we heal the trauma, we also, it's like, then we've got to like, Oh, I'm here now okay oh I can actually do this now and it's probably been the last six months that I'm like oh I can actually buy organic now I'm like you know for so long I'd been in sacrifice mode because I was willing to do it and I just sort of forgot that I'm here now and the reason I gave it up back then was to build this and now I'm here and and I think that from that the food perspective because you know it's like connected to my childhood and generational love and all the things right I'm like, oh. And so I started buying way more organic in the last, like, since this podcast episode, right? And my body, uh, like, talk about a a weight off from constantly getting chemicals. And, like, I'm so sensitive to energies and chemicals and foods and, like, everything, right? So when I just, I think we did, like, I don't know, probably 10 days to two weeks, like, full organic, like, just everything, like, and... And I noticed, I just felt like my body was not under dress. Like it was really interesting. And, you know, of course I'd need to do a huge, long, proper detox to get all the chemicals out. I'm not saying that the chemicals were released. I mean, I'm sure some were. But I noticed a difference in my feeling. It was like my nervous system wasn't pushed down or held heavy or something. If I could try and describe the energy of it, it was really, really interesting. So anyway, doing that sparked something in me because I was like, Oh my god like this is who i am and i i was in tears a lot of the time remembering that this is my true essence this is what i believe in this is the values that i deeply hold that from those points in time along the traumas and the sacrifices that i was willing to make I'd forgotten that this is why I did them back then. This is why I made the sacrifices back then because I didn't want to rely on the government support or child support or anything like that to, you know, to support me in that way. And you know, and I, I'm deeply open to a relationship where the masculine is the provider 100%. It just so happens that I've never actually experienced that. And the experiences I have had were I can't get that for you or like all that, they feel emasculated because my dreams are too big and you know, it's like all this stuff and, and I'd never was doing it to like expect them to provide for me. I was just sharing my heart and soul and a whole nother story. But it was like, you know, a big driver was to be off the government system, which I did, you know, within three years of coming online. Um, you know, it's eight years now and the past 2019, I've been supporting myself through my business. Like, you know, it's kind of like I part of the organic two week, two week two organic immersion, let's say still bio organic, but not everything this second. And it's like, this two week immersion was just so like, It reminded me who I am and and from that everything else sparked and it's just been on a roll since then like you know the reality awareness members lounge and trust intuition is like rolled into life purpose legacy my whole business structure has changed I've become solid in my pricing structure I was like wondering why I didn't want to do psychic readings anymore and I wrote a blog about this just the other day I was like I always felt drained from like the one-off 30-minute psychic readings and I couldn't figure it out and that's why I kept holding them and putting the price up changing the price of like, couldn't figure out why and what I felt like that, not doing them anymore. I am like, you know, and what it was I realized is because psychic readings, any psychic work takes a lot of energy, right? Um, can do you. And then when I, but the thing is with psychic readings, the draining part was the people who would just come for a reading, just come for a reading, just come for a reading and not change their life. Like, you know, the ones that were serious about changing their life would usually work longer term programs or literally go and implement what I've told them, you know, it's going on for them rather than just like coming back for another reading. And that was the draining part. And I was like, right, like, and so I shifted my whole pricing structure, my whole business structure, I was just like, and I feel solid in it. For the first time, I feel happy, solid. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like I've increased my prices. I don't do 30 minutes like readings anymore. I do a there one hour session. they are a thousand dollars, just over a $1, thousand, the 1,111, all the ones for one hour session. And whilst that might be out of some people's reach, the people who are willing to do it will make a way to do it. But the reality is, is that, those one hour sessions shift so much and it's like, we're going to move stuff rather than you just getting guidance. Because the thing is, is that a psychic reading gives you intuition and clarity about what you already know. Like when you go to a psychic reading, you're like, I knew that. Maybe you have a little bit of insight. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. Now I knew that, but it was confusing. But you you know, it gives you that clarity, but how many people actually go and make changes from that clarity? And that was the confusing that was the draining part for me and so the healing remedies even dropped in and the healing protocols and remedies are something that I, that's what i do with my clients right they tell me what's going on and i'm like okay do this this and this here's the solution here's the protocol here's the healing medicine right and they go do it and everything unlocks for them and so the healing remedies came through and they start at 15 dollars. like if you just want the solution to the issue that's going on for you, a healing remedy is $15 and I send it through to you. You tell me a little bit about what's going on, I'll be like, here, because in a psychic reading, I'll tell you what's going on and then there's like the solution is there, but it's like they don't implement that. So now my boundaries are really clear that if someone really wants a psychic reading and in the hour session, it's a a healing as well as the reading. So it's not just a reading. We do the energy work on the session as well. But now my my boundaries are clearer and my energy is more protected in a way that I don't just come people have coming like oh tell me what's going tell me what's going tell me what's going on. Now it's like you either want the solution which is the healing remedy which brings inspiration, creativity, it brings energy because it's actually fixing the problem, right? And those who actually want to heal it rather than continue on with the story of what's going on for them and not actually get out of their situation, well, they won't get a healing remedy. They're $15 for goodness sake. They start at $15. And it's like the people who actually want change will book a healing remedy. It's $15. I send it to you. You go and shift and unlock and everything moves for you, right? And the people who want to actually change their situation will book that. It's right there right? You already know intuitively what's going on. You know, physically what's going on. You tell me and I'm like, here's the, because it comes through intuitively what my client needs. I give that to you, off you go. Whereas a one hour psychic reading is like, actually Hannah, I need to be in your vortex. I need to be in your energy. Let's drop in. Let's see what comes through, like really go deep on the one hour session. And obviously the healing remedy, you get that as well in the session, but Now my business structure is set up so that my energy is protected. I'm only working with people who are implementing change rather than like, tell me what's going on, tell me what's going on, tell me what's going on and not like, I know and understand that there is definite uh, healing that can happen in just having the clarity of a psychic reading. But for me, it became draining because that was not then shifting long term it would be okay for a day or two or a week and then everything sort of go back because they're not actually healing at the core whereas the healing remedy unlocks and heals at the core to help you move forward so it was just one other part that had like come through from like the two-week organic immersion, which is from the guilt releasing, from the double bind, you know, wound releasing. And it's like, I've come back into my full heart. I've come back into feeling happy about my life again. I I feel like I've got clarity. And with Life Purpose Legacy dropping in, like ever since that, like that was one of the first things that dropped in after the two-week immersion of the organic whatever. Like there's so many more pieces to it, but I'm just gonna call it that for now. And it's like when Life Purpose Legacy dropped in, this is where I've been wanting to bring together trust, intuition and all my other, like everything in reality awareness in one place. And Life Purpose Legacy is like, it's the healing of the trauma. It's the activating of the wealth and building wealth in long term because you know that that helps to create the impact in the global scale of your purpose of what you're here to do. And so this Life Abba's Legacy dropping in was just the next, like it, that just sparked everything else because it was the first thing that came through from, from all of that releasing. So there's been so much heart healing, so much opening in my heart, this wild free spirit nature, like fully coming back. Um, yes, yeah, solid in my pricing. My business structure feels aligned. It feels solid. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's everything, everything. Oh. Okay, let me just check. Okay. And so the other interesting piece about this, when I say my heart's open and that it is now, in that process from the guilt and the immersion and everything sort of January, um, and then not also being able to do my work. I had my daughter's birthday, it was like teenagers in the house. It was a whole different experience for me when it's usually just me and her. And there was so much interesting pieces. Like I kept hearing again this, like when I heard the cognitive cognitive dissonance I kept hearing like devoid of love devoid of love devoid of love and it was like I picked up like my friend gave me a, a love like you know spray and then my other friend had given me like a roll on like oil one it was like a love one as well and like I realized that they were on my cupboard. and I was like I'm getting all this love. I'm like devoid of love. And I'm like, I do feel that devoid of love, you know, it's like, I had, I don't have family around. I'm not in a relationship. Like, you know, and I'm very conscious that I need to find the love and all those pieces. And I've definitely been doing that. Um, especially after the dog attack, but it, something switched when I realized like this love sprays, I'll call them that had been given to me. And I was like, I might feel like I'm devoid of love, but something switched and it was like, I actually have so much love to give. Like my heart has so much love to give. And it was this, covered in goosebumps again, it was like this huge switch and I just started bawling my eyes out when this dropped in and I realized it's like all those trauma pieces from the timeline that I've just been sharing about on this, this podcast today, it's like, All those trauma pieces, I don't know how to word this, not just shut down my heart. It was like everything I was doing in my natural wild free spirit self that I am, was me giving my love. Was me giving my essence just by me being me. That's my love. And because I kept getting shut down and shut down and shut down, it was like my love, I'm just gonna rattle off all these things. My love wasn't good enough. My love isn't good enough. My love isn't enough. My love, you know, and if you really hear where I'm coming like you can start to feel, if you may, the undertone of deep down of like probably the childhood wounding still, you know, unraveling and the beliefs that I was holding that my parents divorced, because as we know in a A parent, when a child goes through parental divorce, unless it's a very conscious one, um, that it, the child always makes it about them. I didn't do enough. I have something wrong with me. I wasn't loving enough or I didn't, you know, like there wasn't, there's not enough sort of things going on, right? And there could be other beliefs, but you get the point. And so it's like the devoid of love, but I was like, like the love sprays made me realize like I have got so much love to give. And instead of feeling devoid and empty of love, I actually started to feel really full of love and loving myself again on a different level, not just like, oh, just self-love. And it was like, this love is who I am. I don't need to try and be love or give love or do love or do anything to receive love. I am love. My essence is love. Like this is who I am like and and you know it was like this huge dawning realization like you know and this is what I see in everything of all of this unraveling is that the guilt was clouding who I was right it's like the guilt and then the double binding wounds so it was like this triple layer of friggin entrapment if you may and so this like I wasn't I felt devoid of love but it actually realized I'm like I don't know did they shut down my heart did I shut down my heart like it's not even about that it's just that somewhere along the line it was convoluted for myself to believe that uh, my love isn't enough or good enough or who I am can't be myself like whatever trauma lineage whatever that is from is irrelevant to the fact that I was like I'm not devoid of love I am love I actually have so much love to give and who I am is just that and in everything I do and I don't need to try and do because my beingness is love in my happy-go-lucky's wild free fucking spirit like my positive vibes like at the raves and the festivals I would be the one with the big frozen bottle of water with love and happiness and peace and joy written all over it. and I'd go around everyone would drink out of it at the festival this is before it became 30,000 it was only 3,000 people at Summerfield days and I'd be known as like the most positive person on the dance floor drinking sharing happy water with everyone it was just frozen water with the Dr. Moto language right and it was like you know and I always remember that moment in time I was like this is who I am like I I just give off positive vibes. Like, where did I lose that along the way? And when I had that devoid of love moment in the love sprays, I was like, "No, I'm not devoid of love. Like my beingness is pure love and happiness and I'm positive and I am that person." It was like I'd been like knocked down and knocked down and alone and the isolation hasn't helped either, you know? It's like and I know I've been needing to learn all of this to come back into this love of who I am just from being who I am in what I value in the organic and all of these pieces and it might seem so like logical and like well of course Hannah but this has been a huge journey to such a deep like solidified confident discerning self-love of the essence of my being that is like emitting from the cells of my body now rather than the devoid of love and being shut down It's was like no like this is who I am and and it's like coming into this level of confidence and power and self-trust of like this is who I am if you don't like it that I'm not for you rather than you know whatever I did in the past or whatever I whatever I did it, it's it feels irrelevant now because I've come back to myself in such a really powerful feeling that this is who I am. I'm this positive, happy Hannah. Gives off positive vibes, like you know. It's, and this is, I guess, big part of. And I shared in episode one, where I got to a point where I didn't want to tra- talk about the trauma anymore, and then I didn't know what to talk about in my business anymore. And now I've come back to this point today of like but I'm a positive person, like where did she go? And now it's coming back and wild spirit formula like channeled through and I'm like, this is who I am. And it makes me so happy on a deep cellular level that this is who I am. Like I I can't say it any other way than that. It's like, oh my God, I've come back to me. I've come back to the essence. I've come back to my gift that I am in the world of this person who just gives off positive vibes. And I know that along my journey and my business and going dark into the trauma and, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes people get triggered by my content and feed and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'll always share truth, which sometimes doesn't feel positive, <laughs> but it's definitely, you know, in the long run, it's always like, I'll always just be in that. And it's one of the most powerful places you can be in is living in your truth. Like it's throat chakra consciousness, right? Anyway, you get the point coming coming back to me. So okay. Alright. So just checking that I um have covered everything. So what I was just gonna okay, so Okay, and so yeah, so I'd felt the devoid of love and I feel like I'm coming back right and this is like six weeks of like traveling all of this since the last episode. Um so when I, I've written here on a little note, then I was doing the dishes and it dawned on me about loving every inch of my life, the pouring water. You probably have this too. So whenever I'm doing dishes or washing water or watering my garden or in the pool or in the shower or definitely in the ocean, like when there's running water, or if I'm just doing the dishes like I'll just, you know, doing my work, doing whatever, the animals, household, whatever, being mum. And then i have go into the dishes and then I'm just like, it's just the running water, like all this stuff channels in right and I'm having to like take my gloves off and you know go and write these notes in my phone and anyway so this that's when it dawned in about loving every area of my life and I'm like I do love every area of my life and it's like where do I lose that where do I fall into that negativity trap you know and I, I've been questioning for the past you know few years being out here that I find myself very negative and you know everything I say is very negative and I'm like where the fuck did that come from you know like and this negative self talk you know when we're around caregivers who are very negative in their life views and viewpoints and everything is very easy to take on. Like it's not, uh, you know what they say about the trauma and like somebody's I don't know talking negatively or whatever we make it about ourselves, and and anyway this negative self talk had been really strong lately and i'm like this is not my voice like this is not me this is a learned pattern and behavior and i'm not tolerating this anymore like i don't i don't speak like that like that's you know and i'm very conscious now of you know when somebody asks me how I am not like I want to say not telling the truth meaning like I'm not going to spew out all this negativity like if I'm having a bad day I'll just say oh, I've had better days but you know everything's getting better like because and it's not and I'm, I'm all for one of like sharing truthfully your heart and soul feelings no matter being crying tears like you, you if you follow my work I'm for that okay but where I've reached now is like, what is it that everything that I'm saying and doing, especially behind closed doors, am I being negative or am I being positive? Because positive Hannah was just positive about everything. Everything was like water off a duck's back. It wouldn't bother you so much. Like, and that's what I've really been pulling back in with this self-love of the, like just the love in general. I'm like, how about, what if I just love everything? What if I'm just positive about everything? Like, and it's not that I'm like, again, spiritual bypassing, you know, I'm not, you, you know that I don't do that. Okay. But I also been catching myself that Behind closed doors, or I'm not happy where I live, or fuck, I I got to do this and this and this and this is happening, and I'm like, I'm not in that. That's that's what I'm pulling myself out of. Like, no, actually, this is just stuff to do. Actually, I don't want to do it right now. I'm going to go do something I love and come back and do it when it's in flow. Like, it's like really choosing my positive mindset in everything that I do, right? Like, and if if I can't reach a positive point with it, that means that there's grief about that situation that I need to deal with, right? So so I was doing the dishes and then it dawned on me about um, loving every inch of my life. like and I was like, yeah, how about I extend that to every inch of my life and everything and being grateful and and, and I know it sounds like a spiritual bypassing, just be positive like, and I guess it is, but there's a deeper... I want to say deeper conscious thread here I'm not doing it to cover up negativity I'm choosing and training my brain to not be in its negative spin anymore like that's a big shift and and really where this is coming from is that after 15 years of narcissistic trauma or whatever you want to call it it affects your brain and it affects the way you think about yourself about the way you think about life about not being able to handle life about second guessing yourself about all the fucking things and it's this that i'm choosing to rewrite now because i don't want to live in that anymore and i'm still living it in my head it's like they've still got my power because i'm still in that mindset the mind fuckery of it. Does that make sense? And I'm projecting that into my life now. I'm like, well, sorry, actually, I choose no, and that's what I'm rewriting. And that was a really powerful shift. And, you know, like it just, pff, let me know if that makes sense to you, right? Like it, it's a big deal, yeah? So it's not overriding negativity with positivity it's rewiring from the narcissistic trauma that I've been through for my whole fucking life pretty much you know like that's really where I'm going to now it's like I was that real positive happy-go-lucky people at the festival person at the festivals like that you know as I had my spiritual awakening etc and it's like I've pulled her back but it's like a cellular full body that now rather than I was that and I had suppressed all the childhood narcissistic trauma. Does that make sense? Like now I've healed the narcissistic trauma in my body and now it's time to rewrite it with that, yeah? Yeah, trust, I trust that you get what I'm saying there. It's difference, there's a difference. And this is where the conscious choice is in choosing your reality. Because we can be positive and conscious and create our dream life and do all our affirmations, but nothing's shifting because in the subconscious it's still sitting there. And that's what I feel has shifted out and now it's rewriting that and so that can be embodied rather than the trauma being embodied. Does that make sense? But that takes a conscious choice, especially behind closed doors. Who are you behind closed doors, not just on the screen? That one. Okay, creating a life of love, being in love with everything in my life, create a life I love and feel its depth. Exactly what I just said. That, my beautiful souls, is my podcast episode number two, my HeartSpeak podcast. Thank you for being here. You know where to find me on the socials or send me an email at support at if you want to reach out and share this. If you share this with somebody that needs to hear this message and I shall see you on the number threes. <laughs> I trust that you put a lot of pieces of the puzzle together and that you enjoyed that. You can find me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Send me a message. I am reality awareness. Say hi. Let me know how listening to this episode helped you. Share it if you know it can help someone. And remember, you are your purpose. I love you.